The following pendant Hello and welcome to Kingery Season 4, Episode 10, Commentary. I am Chris Stoddard, the director, and with me is the writer for this episode, Renee Christine Jones. Hi, Renee. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. Yay. Yay. So good to be back. Woohoo! And so this episode is uh, number 10. We are uh, two away from the season finale. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, uh, the title for this episode is Stacked Deck. Stacked Deck. Yep, so tell me about the, about the title. How'd you come up with that? Uh, it's, it's a play on a lot of, uh, a lot of things. Um, it's a poker tournament. It's, uh, it's, um, a lot of, uh, uh, just stuff. Um, half of it's a play on the fact that you find out that Sox is kind of hot. In this one, so she's stacked, and then you know, a, a stacked deck. You know, it seems as though everything's stacked against Tommy Arkell in this one. The whole universe has come together to just like sort of, and they've stacked the deck against him. So I figured that was kind of it, it just seemed to fit. Yes, we did find out some interesting stuff about Sox's episode. <laughs> so right now we are in the well, we just got through the previous lease, and we are into the first scene with uh, Tithia as uh, played by uh, uh, Cat Pride. And pretty soon we will have uh, Devi played by Shane Nolan and Hooks by Perry Whittle. Yeah. Oh, okay. When I heard this uh, with Shane as Devi over the, the intercom... I am reminded so much of the the announcer at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. This, ladies and gentlemen, the three o'clock Wonders and Dreams Parade will begin. So I started laughing because she's talking about like whores and, <laughs> and you, <laughs> it sounds you, just like the Disneyland announcer. It's great. <laughs> and you know that's where I got the inspiration because over Christmas I uh, I was down there. And uh, I had been doing a lot of research on this, and I was like, oh, they announced when the parades are. I wonder what yeah. they would sound like if I tried to incorporate that, because I thought it might be a little funny. Oh, it's very funny. I, I, I had to back it up and listen to it again, because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm like, that's the Disneyland people. That's the Disneyland people. <laughs> yeah. I... I, I uh, Wrote that with the the inflection that Tithia is screaming her head off because the the uh, the the sound system isn't set up at her booth yet, and Debbie just sort of, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it just overtakes everything. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sound levels weren't to where I I wanted them for the uh, actors, so I just I, I I changed it just a tad so we would have. Uh, that uh, yeah. uh, over uh, overwhelming echo from uh, Debbie. Yeah. There's me. Yep. And oh, now we have socks played by you. Yep. And this is this is the reveal. <laughs> I have to say, I loved how when you recorded these lines, you moved away from the mic. Um, and that allowed me to not really have to modify or add any effects to your voice. I, it was basically just straight. Yeah. Because it was far enough away from the mic that it sounded like you were behind a partition or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, was, it, I, I thought that might have been easier on you. It was, definitely. Cool. Cool. <laughs> you are going to blend! <laughs> Poor Socks. I mean, I actually feel bad for Socks at this point. She's... After, after Dixie is gone and, you know, Vegas is on hiatus, Socks is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters because she has absolutely no agenda of her own. You know, she just says, I'm, I'm just here to, to do as I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> She's just stupid enough to to fall for anything. But you know, I don't, I don't, I guess I'm seeing a little bit deeper into her. I don't think she's really that stupid. I think she's really no. smart, and she just plays stupid to so she doesn't have an, have to deal with anything. <laughs> well, you know that that might be put together with the 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 line that she just said. You know, it's like the, you know, um. She said, you know, don't do anything stupid. And she says, have you met me? That's kind of a tall order. Yep. <laughs> like, she even knows she does dumb stuff. But I love I love the dynamic right here between Hooks and Debbie. I think it's so cool. Yep. And this, I mean, this, this piece has really been played uh, in the last episode, too, building up where, you know... Um, uh, Debbie is really trying to, I guess, give Tithia a lesson in business. And yeah. I guess she's a little envious, too, because Tithia has been doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's healthy competition, but, you know, you can take it a little far from time to time, so. And we know that Tevi, uh, uh, Tevi, <laughs> Debbie... <laughs> We'll take it far. <laughs> yes, she will. That was heartbreaking of Perry Devi. Yeah. You can just hear that, honey, see things my way. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's something else is that their uh, relationship is uh, sort of heating up. Yeah. And now we have uh, Tommy Arkell played... Uh, by Pete Milan. Yeah. Major, played by uh, M. Sierra Garcia. Mm-hmm. K-Lock, uh, played by Ashwaska Nation. And then uh, Cassandra Arkell, played by Bernadette Groves. All right, I got them all. Yay! <laughs> and these, uh, one of the interesting things about this whole scene where they're in the, I guess, like, uh, uh, stadium. Yeah. Uh, is... I kept. I had to keep very strict track on on which side of the sta- stadium they were on, and kept throwing the uh, the backgrounds, especially the girls, because in your script you had every scene you had. Oh, the, you can hear the girls in the background, the girls yeah. from uh, 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 Shenanigans. So I kept having to throw them back to the different sides to make sure everybody knew that they were moving them from side to side. Right. Well, it's it. One of the things is, is we had gone to a college fair. It was like a job festival when I was writing this. And um, I noticed that you could hear everything. 
that was going on. It just is in varying degrees of volume. Mm-hmm. But no matter where you went, you could always hear the, the cheerleaders off in the distance, or you could hear the one guy trying to sell hot dogs. And, you know, it was just, it, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. Yep. Uh, so you did a good job. It sounds just like they're at like a, a festival, or yeah. you know. <laughs> it's actually uh, most of the background is a uh, hockey stadium. <laughs> nice. So uh, just so we got it, uh, let's see. Yamato Taro is played by Vincent Morrison. Uh, for the reporters, we have Kim Giannopoulos, Jared Page, Richard Casto, Anna Rodriguez. And I think that's it. Oh, nice. You made them sound like there's like a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, they all had different takes, like they would give me like two or three different takes, so I used all their takes. <laughs> yeah. So it sounded like while there was only uh, four uh, reporters, they had maybe two or three takes each, so there were like 12 reporters. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was really grateful while doing Vegas that I didn't really have any crowd scenes. Of course, I am. Writing it made that a lot easier, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I I love I love Bernadette. She got it right out of my head. Or he walked. Yeah. <laughs> and really, I mean, at this at this point, I was like, oh, Cassandra, you just screwed yourself. Like, yeah. I'm not sure I believe her that she didn't invite him. Yeah. Well, she always falls back on, you know, everybody who died. Yep. You know, and it's just, it's like, that song must get so old for poor Tommy, you know? Yep. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but security's already handled with, uh, at least with... already handled. Yeah, with Yamada, I mean... <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> Poor socks again. Poor socks. What if he wins? Fuck me unconscious. I haven't looked at the script in quite some time, but I'm fairly certain that was a that was a that was a a, a, a Pete. Yeah, that was pr- funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a Pete thing. Yeah, that and the clickety click. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I know that one because I think that might have been on one of his other takes, and it was just, you know, clickety click, clickety click. And I was like, oh, that's totally Tommy. That's getting in there. Yeah. It was the thought that. Uh, the thing with pulling socks in this way was actually, I was trying to figure out what Tommy would have to do in order to keep an eye on Yamada. And I'm like, well, who would he get to watch Yamada? How could he do that? How could this work? And then it's like, oh, I know who he could get. <laughs> I just don't know how to work it out. And it just kind of fell into place. I know who this is. It's Snowy. <laughs> Everyone else. Yep, that is right. And he's playing the guy. The guy. I haven't had the opportunity to beat anybody up since Dixie. It's fun. 
Oh, and he got beat up pretty good. Yeah. And then here comes the part where uh, Yamada's like, hey, she's kind of good looking and she just beat the crap out of this guy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, good luck, buddy. <laughs> I left in redhead. Oh no. She kind of looks like. Holy shit. Tell me what I think it is. I can't be. Yeah. The reveal is so great here. Like, oh my god, that sucks. What the hell is she doing? Sweet mother of crap. I love the way you make the cell phone song, the, the cell phone sounds, like, it's all echoey and things. Great. Yeah, I, I think initially, uh, when I first started, I was using whatever Perry had used, and I switched to using, uh, um, what the hell did I switch to using? I don't remember what plugin I started using, but it, it's basically, uh, duplicate voices, um, sort of off by a little bit to give it that little bit of an echoey uh, feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this scene. Yes, and then we have Perry doing the stuff. Yep. I actually, I, I had to uh, talk to a couple of my computer geeky type friends to figure out certain like, certain very basic ways of saying things, promotional codes and things like that. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not especially computer savvy, nor am I very retail oriented. So, uh, could you please tell me about what this is? <laughs> what am I going to be looking for? You know, how do I word this? You know, so. This, I mean, this was this uh, this one scene. I mean, was really well written with how Hooks basically has enough, and he tr he's trying to get them together again. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I've had it. Okay. <laughs> but it's not the I've had it. It's I've had it. You know the Hooks. Uh, I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, not really, fun. not really confrontational, but you know. Yeah, but he's, he's got balls. He does. They're just, you know, hidden. <laughs> yeah. And this is the start of when everything turns around for Devi and Tithia. Yeah. You mean a customer can pay to get into a body heater and go right over to shenanigans for a little bumping, or even have one of shenanigans? Originally, I had Debbie say the line about shenanigans and Tithia say the line about uh, SOL, but I changed them up because I don't know why, really. Hmm. I can't remember. I had a reason for that, but I can't remember it. Well, either way, it probably would have come out good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have to say, you guys, everybody sounds like they're, like, right there in the room with each other. I love that. <laughs> you do so good. Yay, Chris! Well, yay, Sean, yay, Catherine, yay, Perry. Yay, everybody. Yay. Yeah, and it it took some time of me getting into the, the saddle from the start of season one, but uh, 
I have to say, at least the last uh, couple episodes, probably nine, ten, and as of this recording, I am done with eleven. So those at least are uh, uh, done. I, I'm very impressed. Like at, at the beginning of the season, I, I would have to go back and listen to something over and over again, and you know, adjust the dialogue. And at least yeah. these last couple have just been coming together and. I've only had to go through them once, and I'm just adjusting volumes and not adjusting timing. Oh, that's so, good. Well, that says something about the writing, because the writing makes it easy to get the timing right. Ah, uh, well, on behalf of the Kingery team, I appreciate that. Not that I need to explain myself to you, but I'm sick. And so here, <laughs> here we have uh, Tommy in the uh, hotel room with Asa. Come true on televised transmission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically complaining to yeah. Sucks. Well, because everything's going wrong. Yep. Fuck your wardrobe problem. <laughs> Fuck your wardrobe problem. Single hand. You know, if it, I, I discovered that all you need to do to make Tommy sound mad is, you know, drop drop a couple of F-bombs in there and you, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually, you may have the, the method there, you know? <laughs> well, the more he says fuck, the, the, more, the, the more upset he is. And, you know, if he says fuck alone, that's the only thing he says, then you know he's really mad. <laughs> this is where I feel really sorry for Sox. <laughs> Just do your job. Just do your job. Trade your places for today. Oh, that's funny. No, just the 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 way the way Pete delivers those lines. It just it's like he's talking to a disobedient puppy. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I think that's how they always talk to socks. Everybody does. You know, if she behaved a little differently, they might actually talk to her, but no one wants to listen to somebody behave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, if she suddenly put on a British accent and started, like, hosting teas, I think it would probably be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Tommy. Uh, the doctor was played by Lynn Cullen, and here we have uh, uh, Maddie Gray played by Alicia Lane Matheson. Yeah, who has just rolled in because last episode she got shot. Yep. Sandrine. And then we have Sandrine played by uh, Andrea Fontenot. Yeah, and this has become a regular event in uh, season four. Is the anonymous voicemail at the end of the episode? Yeah. Well, they're not really anonymous. I mean, it's Sandrine and Brian Orion thus far. So. Uh, I know, but who uh, are we sure that they're leaving messages to each other? Oh, I don't know if it's messages to each other, but it's definitely messages. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's hinted that it's possibly the, uh, them talking to each other, but some of the stuff doesn't make sense that they're talking to each other. Right. 
Right. Maybe we'll find out about it later. I think we will. I oh. hope we will. I hope so, because this would be a very, Kingery, very upsetting episode season if we didn't find out what's going on. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, uh, well. Uh, well, I mean, if this goes on forever and continually, then it might be upsetting. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But I have a feeling we'll find out. Yeah. So right now we are in the... Uh, credits read by the great uh, Bruce Busby. Colin Kelly yes. Guy, Dennis LaChapelle, Quite possibly the best credits reader thus far to date right now. He does this really well. Yes, he does. Kick my foot right in my mouth. Well, that is the end of the episode. Good job, Chris. Oh, great writing, Renee. That was incredible. And it was nice to have a normal-sized episode after the last two, which were really short. (laughs) And this one came in at about 21 minutes, which is nice. 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 Whereas the last couple, I think, came in at like 15. Oh, wow. But uh, I I guess we will see you for... Season five. Yeah. So when I write again, we will see you then. And for everyone else out in Kingery land, we will see you next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.